I'm Megan Hale, and you're listening to The Enoughness Revolution, a feel-good podcast on creating joy in life, work, and love. Join me every Monday and Thursday for practical tools that speak to the soul to create a life you love. Happy Monday, sisters. I am back at home. I spent the weekend away for the first time, leaving Brax home with his dad and actually everything went really well. I think it was really good for me to have some time by myself and for Breck and Brax to have some time together for themselves. And you know, I was thinking on the way home last night that life is all about (laughs) trade-offs and it can be kind of scary when we're making a trade-off for the first time, like spending some time away for ourselves versus doing what we would normally do, which is stay home. But when we're staying home, we're also making a trade-off, right? So for me to do my work in the world, there's always going to be kind of this push and pull. And I have several different levels of work in the world. Um, Motherhood is definitely something that I take to heart and is part of my life purpose to raise a better generation, one that is grounded in love and kindness and compassion. And also my other work in the world is to be here for all of you and to share the wisdom that I've gained along the way and continue to gain (laughs) along my life journey and how we really express who we are in the world and give ourselves permission to shine, right? So there was something that kind of happened over the course of this weekend. Um, Went to an in-person event called Seen, Heard, Paid Live, which was um, put on by Jennifer Kim, who I hadn't actually met before. I didn't know her, but she's wonderful. And she definitely loves hip hop music. She puts on a good party. She was super fun to hang out with. And I got to meet a lot of new people, including um, running into some of my online friends in real life. And that was such a great surprise. I had no idea um, that one of my friends was even going to be there. So that was cool. But going to a business conference, um, you know, the way that I packed for that trip was basically wearing the clothes that felt most like me, right? And for three days, I am wearing these really cute shoes. (laughs) And I started to notice that, wow, like these make me feel really good. And why don't I wear these more often, right? And there's a couple of answers for that. (laughs) One, I work from home. So I'm usually not going to be putting on cute shoes to just sit and work in my office. I'm usually working in pajamas for the most part, unless it's one of my client calls days. So there's that, but there's also something else that I noticed. So when I first met Breck, um, first of all, we met in Charleston and Charleston is a very kind of fashion forward town and Breck is from Texas. He's definitely got the cowboy style going on, right? Like very cool, casual, relaxed. And so when his Texas met my South Carolina, (laughs) There was a little bit of a different style going on, and over time, it kind of felt like I was overdressing because Breck just had such a more casual style than me, right? And so over time, it kind of became easier for me to dress down than for Breck to dress up, 
And this is something that's really, really small, right? Like it's not that big of a deal that I don't wear heels as much anymore or I don't dress up. But what I noticed over this weekend is that this is one of those little tiny facets that makes me me. And the reason that I bring this up is because I think it's really easy for us to kind of lose those small little facets that make us us when we're in long-term relationships or even when we are um, maybe more sensitive to being accepted or belonging with a group of people, we definitely tend to let some of our facets go because sameness equals safety, okay? And this kind of just goes, like it's just, it's very natural thing. If you have ever been in, um, like hung out with a person a lot, you'll notice that you start to pick up their mannerisms, right? You start to even speak similarly. You might start to pick up on each other's style, each other's preferences. And this is just something natural that we do. And there's actually, um, from a biological standpoint, there's actually neurons in our brain that kind of act like mirroring forces for us. So that when we are hanging around people for a long period of time, we start to mirror them, right? Because from like an old school, like, Back before, like when we were still evolving as humans, sameness equaled safety. You didn't stick out from the pack, okay? So from a predator's standpoint, you would be safer <laughs> because you are blending into something larger than you, right? The more dangerous, the danger increases when you're sticking out of the pack, right? So what I noticed is that I've been married for almost six years. Our anniversary is coming up next month. And I have totally picked up on Breck's style and Breck's mannerisms, right? I mean, he's picked up on some of mine too. But having this time away was an opportunity for reflection of like, wow, I really need to reclaim this for myself, okay? These little tiny facets, we don't really give them a whole lot of credit, but they're incredibly important for maintaining our sense of self. And I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, there has been that one relationship in your life where you feel like you lost yourself in your relationship. And this is how this happens because we start making small trade-offs like not wearing heels, not wearing cute, fancy dresses, right? To making bigger trade-offs, like trading in our dreams for somebody else's dream or changing our dream to fit with their dream, okay? And this can have really dire consequences. The other thing that I see that happens a lot without not even speaking about dreams, but we stop speaking up because we don't want to cause conflict right? And so we want to maintain this sense of homeostasis. This is also something that happens on a biological level for us. Like that's how our bodies are built to maintain homeostasis from our body temperature to our blood pH, right? And this happens in relationship context as well, that we want things to just kind of like be good and stay good. And so oftentimes there can be some fear associated with doing something that might rock the boat. And one of the biggest examples that I can give in my own life is 
there was a lot of spiritual exploration that happened for me last year where I really started to dive into a lot of new, new age practices that from the untrained eye <laughs> look kind of really weird, right? They're very different than a traditional Christian path, which is kind of like the mainstream culture for a lot of us, right? So I was mixing in like Hindu chanting, right? And exploring um, like new age crystals and really incorporating these into my own spiritual practice. And I remember that when I first started doing this, I was actually hiding it from Breck because I was really afraid of what he would think. And I didn't know if he could like be okay with it, right? But here's the thing. If we don't ever give somebody the opportunity to hold space for us, we're making a decision for them that isn't ours to make. I know. I'm going to say that one more time. <laughs> if we don't ever give somebody the chance to hold space for us, we're making a decision for them that isn't ours to make. So I ended up having a conversation with Breck, and I was like, so I'm kind of exploring some things spiritually and they might seem really weird to you. And they're kind of weird to me too, honestly, because they're new and I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just exploring. I think spirituality should be fun. And I think that we should kind of go down these paths that are intriguing to us, follow our curiosity, right? And I basically said, I just need you to kind of let me explore with this stuff and I'll touch base with you on kind of how I'm integrating the, these things, what I'm thinking about it, what, how this is shifting my beliefs and all of this. And I really kind of invited him along the journey with me. Not that he was going to go and explore all these things with me, but just kind of letting him in and kind of being in the know that, hey, these are some things that I'm exploring. And I just, I wanted you to know, because I don't want to hide this from you. And I want this to be a safe space for me to explore. Guess what? He was like, okay. <laughs> okay. And so all of this fear that I had around, oh my God, like, is he going to think I'm totally weird because I'm doing all this stuff that feels weird because it's new, right? And that's how it is. When you're exploring spirituality that goes against what you were raised to believe, it's going to feel weird. And you're going to kind of wonder, like, is this okay? Is this okay? Because in a lot of religious contexts, we're taught that everything else besides our religion is wrong and not okay. <laughs> so there's some things that we come up against, right? And choosing to explore spirituality for ourselves and choosing to maybe discern. Discernment is not really a big tool that's taught in a religious context. And that's for a very specific reason, which I'll talk about later. So my whole purpose of sharing all of this with you today is that when it comes to maintaining our sense of self, this is one of the easiest things for us to lose when we're in relationships. And the reason this is, is because our need for love and belonging and acceptance is so strong that we are willing to let go of tiny pieces of ourselves in order to meet those needs. Because fear of abandonment and fear of rejection are real. And they are big and they're scary for a lot of us, right? Because fear of rejection and abandonment. If we were to be rejected by somebody that we love, there's a lot of voices of not enough that kick up for us. And so we try to avoid that at all costs. But we can make some really big trade-offs along the way to ensure that that doesn't happen. And I know that I have been there so many times in my life. I mean, even from 
you know, from the time I was like seven or eight, seven or eight, I remember changing certain facets of myself in order to fit in so I could feel like I belonged because I was so afraid that I would be rejected by um, my little group of girlfriends who were running around the playground, right? And this happens in adults, in adulthood too, especially in romantic relationships or even friendships or even work environments. It can be some really intense, vigilant work to stay connected with who you are and not being afraid to let yourself shine, to let all of those tiny little facets that make you, you shine. So my question to you this morning, (laughs) I had this weekend to kind of reflect on all this as I'm wearing my cute shoes and I'm like, man, I totally need to be wearing these more. And (laughs) my initial thought was kind of like, to come home and say, hey, Breck, by the way, I'm going to wear these shoes and I don't care if it makes you feel underdressed or uncomfortable. Okay. But here's the thing. If I were to come home and say that, that's me blaming Breck for the decisions that I have made. And there has never been one single instance where he's been like, hey, can you not wear jeans or not wear shoes or not wear fancy clothes? Like he's never said that ever. I have made these choices, right? And if I were to blame Breck for all this, I would also be asking permission from him for me to wear the things that make me feel like me. And that is ludicrous. <laughs> the only person that needs to give me permission is me. So my question to you is, in what ways have you been making small trade-offs where you have let certain facets of yourself go certain facets to make you uniquely you in order for things to be more easy or uncomplicated in your relationships for you to fit in. Right. And some of this even happens on an unconscious level because of that whole thing of sameness, right? We pick up on other people's mannerisms, other people's style, other people's influence, right? So is there a facet of yourself that you used to really, really love, that used to make you feel really, really good, and it's been a while since you've done that, since you've worn that facet, so to speak? And what would it be like to reclaim that for yourself just for a day? Maybe just check it back out. Pull it back out of the closet. See if it's still you. And if it is, wear it more often. So... Some other amazing things happened over the weekend. Two more spots sold for Wild and Holy Weekend. So there are only six more spots available. And there are only six more days available for the early bird rate of $325. After that, on May 1st, the tickets go up by $50. So it'll be $375 to join me for Wild and Holy Weekend. And I really think that these last six seats are going to sell before May 1st. If you are feeling called to reclaim those facets, those truths that make you, you, and to reject the things that have been insulting your soul, the things that are not you, I really want you to come and join me for Wild and Holy Weekend because we're going to be talking about three main pieces that really go into helping us 
fully express who we are in the world and building in the supportive pieces that help us maintain that going forward. So we're going to be talking about how we actually shake out all of these things, creating space to get back in touch with who we are, our true essence, and building in the brave action to carry that forward. I'm so excited about this weekend, you guys. Like it almost brings tears to my eyes to just think about the space that we're going to co-create together. We're going to be in the beautiful Texas Hill Country, which is stunning, by the way. You feel like you're literally in a different country. It's that beautiful. We have a stunning house that has beautiful raised exposed beams, fireplaces, perfect for gathering around, having deep conversation. We're going to have amazing meals. We're going to have everything catered. We're also going to cook some meals together as a group because I think that's so powerful to join together and break bread and to actually co-create something together. And the women that are already joining me are so magical. I can't wait for you to meet them. So if this is calling to you, if you want to experience the power of being both wild and holy, oh, it's so delicious. I want you to make sure that you get your ticket this week, okay? Get the ticket this week before May 1st, before the price goes up. Secure your spot so it doesn't sell out. And you will join me for a wild and holy weekend. It's going to be magical and powerful and soulful and everything amazing. <laughs> it really, really is. So I hope you'll join me and really think, sink into what facets you have let go that make you, you and pull them out of the closet, put them on, see how they make you feel. I'll see you in a few days for Transformational Thursday. Bye.